kill you. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to tell all your friends about me. What are you? What could be greater than a king? A hero. The hell are you supposed to be? I'm vengeance. Welcome to the DC Films Unlimited Podcast, where we're going to be talking all things DC Films. And I'm Alex from Spectre Entertainment, joined by Darren from Detective Comics Talks, a big DC head. We're both big DC heads, and we're looking forward to all these DC movies, and uh, we're going to be talking about all of them in this series. Uh, But first, we're going to start with The Flash uh, movie, since it's one of the most pivotal, most important films coming out for DC and um, Darren, what's your first thoughts when uh, you hear the Flash movie is coming? Oh, um, oh first things first, Alex, hello. Yes, hello. Let's say, uh, yeah, I get those. It's so good to be here. <laughs> I know. It's so good to be here. First time. It took us a few shots to get started, but I'm happy we're here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that this is genuinely the most hype I've ever had as a DC fan. So you are excited for the Flash movie because, you know, if you just go on the internet, it seems like uh, everyone's fucking all over the place. They're all completely split on this movie. <laughs> they keep calling it the the Flush movie or whatever. Uh, or is that just the Snyder Bros? I keep talking about that. Yeah, I think uh, it's just them. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just them. Uh, but yeah, uh, for the amount of stuff we know about the movie, there's still so much we don't know about the movie, uh, which is surprising that they kept so much secret. Um, I mm-hmm. mean, all we know is like Supergirl's in it. Michael Keaton's in it, Ben Affleck's in it, uh, you know, <laughs> like that's about but, it. You know, a doppelganger, Barry had, Allen. You know, but. yeah. Now, obviously, we've had the recent announcement that Michael Shannon, obviously, mm-hmm. um, is coming back as Zod. So we're going to have the Man of Steel element somewhere in this movie. Yeah. So they're um, still keeping Man of Steel like a connected uh, thing to the universe. Um, but that's interesting that Zod. They specifically pick Zod. I mean, what other villains could possibly pop up in this movie? Because I don't know about you, but like behind the scenes on the Flash was pretty airtight. Like I never saw a single like photo of Michael Shannon on set of the Flash. You know what I'm saying? No, that that just like obviously came out recently in a press release. It was a preview for 2022 movies from WB Pictures. So that came out of nowhere. And the fact that he's been named Michael Shannon and obviously um, as well the actress uh, for um obviously both of them have been announced so that's interesting because it means obviously that they must have at least an extended cameo at minimum and um, if they have been obviously put on the call sheet um for that preview so I, this is I, I didn't actually expect to see those characters at least for an extended period so it's going to be interesting to see what they do I mean who else could be in the movie too like if they were able to keep those actor's secret for this long i mean they shot the flash a while ago too like yeah um, it was the end of october um the end of october they adapt filming so that's been yeah it's been in the can for a few months now Um obviously we're hearing constantly that this movie could get pushed it could get delayed i still find that weird because like we say it's been in the can since the end of october i understand it's going to be a heavy cgi movie but yeah 
I still think that's more than enough time, you know, over a year to get the movie up to scratch. So it's funny. I, I don't... Uh, the, the people do the CGI. The the lead special effects guy is a DJ that did uh, yeah the special effects for Man of Steel and uh, Green Lantern and <laughs> a bunch of other DC no. movies. <laughs> we did the Snyder Cut as well. So, uh, um, yeah, the Snyder Cut too. I mean, every yeah, Zack Snyder movie, I think he was also on. Yeah. Um, so at least you know the the visuals are going to be good in this movie. Like, like no matter what, we know this movie is going to have stunning visuals and oh. the Flash. Scenes in Zack Snyder's Justice League were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those scenes look great, and I, I love that they're going back to the yellow on uh, the lightning for the Flash. It just yeah. looks like it's coming right off a comic book page, which is awesome. What um, do you think of the suit? I mean, from the shots we've seen of it, it looks mostly CG, except for like some of those, um, you know, live yeah. action. You know, some shots where his face doesn't quite fit the cow. I don't know if you've seen that shot. Yeah, I've seen like, that one. That seemed odd because every other shot, it looks like it fits him fine. <laughs> like, so I, I think maybe it may have been an angle thing yeah. or something like that. I, I like feel a like shadow maybe on his nose. Or yeah, something like that. I feel like I think that the, the state when I first saw that trailer, and I've seen it about a hundred times since. But um, that no, well, not the other trailer. It's almost like a teaser for the teaser. But that sort of short clip we saw, mm. um, I found it strange that that was the one shot people pulled out. I was like, I was like. Oh, personally I don't think it looked that bad but like I, f- I think that stage people pulled that one bit out mm. having looked at it a few times I can sort of see where people are coming from but overall you know we've seen some shots of the suit from behind we've seen a sort of panning shot uh, in the back cave um, of the suit and I thought it looked fantastic I generally did think it looked fantastic yeah every other shot you're seeing from it it looks great with all the CG effects on the lightning on the suit and stuff like that it totally looks like the new Fifty Two, uh, too. I mean, it's yeah, not just me. Totally. Like, <laughs> no, no, it's. I am t- this. Um, it's the most comic booky the flash. The flash has looked. Uh, are they going to be able to do the thing where it pops out of the rain? Or is that going to be in the movie? You think? I wonder. <laughs> We've seen the thing. We know the thing is there. We know We've the seen ring. that. Yeah. yeah, we know it's in the movie. Um, mm. I wouldn't be surprised if the last shot of the movie it's is Barry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised, and I think that would be absolutely amazing you know and I, I feel like with um i feel like on tv they've tried that sort of thing it's not really worked i feel like when you do it live action with a big budget with obviously dj and his team working behind the scenes in the vfx mm-hmm. i feel like they can make that work i feel like they can make the flash thing work um i just think it's really cool we're actually getting a flash thing in live action yeah i mean it's gonna be it's not only going to be a Flash origin, but it's also going to like reboot this whole universe and give it a new starting point and stuff. A lot like the Flashpoint comic, which is everything. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be being based off. So I guess uh, Jeff Johns is the blueprint here. Uh, still <laughs> <going with. laughs> Everybody's going to love that. I'm not really interested in getting into that whole topic, but when people talk about the whole, just Jeff Johns is the comic book, right? I'll take away what your opinions of the Jeff Johns or maybe what you've heard from um, certain people on Twitter coming out with stories that are to this day unfounded. Um, take take that away from it. Um, Jeff Johns is the most prolific and has arguably carried DC for the last at least two and a half decades. Yeah. So you're going to use this guy's stuff. This guy 
is Mr. DC. This is the guy who he knows these characters better than anybody. And when you think about the Flash, you think about Flashpoint. You know, that's what you think about. That is and guess the Flash's who they, guess who DC brought back to make more Flashpoint books, you know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> to well, brought I, back I, Jeff I, Johns I, to fucking continue yeah. on his most popular fucking book in DC, you know? I still think that, I think it's strange that people out there are crying for a comics accurate Flashpoint movie. But then those same people, the same ones complaining that Jeff Johns is back writing more in the Flashpoint universe. Yeah. I've, I mean, that's a different subject, but pretty funny. Yeah, those people, I don't think they're paying attention to a lot of things. No. <laughs> really I, don't think ever, I don't think they've ever read Flashpoint, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's uh, a big universe with Flashpoint, too. A lot of spinoff books to that series. That was written yeah. by well, like, Brian Azzarello, right? Yeah. He wrote a book and a bunch of other people wrote books. I think well, I think that this obviously, um, just talking about the Flash movie, yeah, we aren't actually getting a direct adaptation of Flashpoint, but it seems to be they are taking a lot of elements from Flashpoint. Yes, so Barry I Allen's just dying yeah. stuff, changing the timelines, resetting the universe to a new continuity, which was like the whole point of Flashpoint. <laughs> you know, it was like it yeah, of course, gave us the new Fifty Two. Really, after that, um, but you know. The whole movie of Flash should be centered around Flash and his origin and his mother yes. dying. And I wonder if, like, the audience is too used to that already because of the Flash TV show. Like, they already seen that story. Um, but, you know, I guess not everybody's seen it. Uh, but still, I feel like it's, it might be too familiar um, to be the crux of the movie, you know? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think that maybe, like, like, well, we've discussed this before, and like I said, that... I feel like maybe because we are in it, like we are, we are like in these books, we're in these stories, we talk about it daily. Um, but I feel like we know the origin story, like we know Spider Man's or Batman's yeah. origin story. Or we Superman's, don't need to see the Waynes die, you know. Yeah, we... yeah, yeah. But I think maybe the the beauty of the Flash movie is they can do it quickly. You know, we don't need the whole. Oh, yeah. Um, we don't need the whole. We've, we've seen two versions of Justice League. You know. We have sort of had a brief introduction to the character. We understand the concept of the Flash, so they can sort of maybe they could do flashbacks, or they could just do it through talking. <laughs> that would be funny. Um, flashbacks yeah. in a Flash movie. You know? <laughs> yeah, well, but, but that would be uncanny sort of situation there. But I think they could do something like that. I understand they maybe don't want to have a movie completely based around the origin story, and this movie isn't that anyway. Um, but there is ways to tell the origins with Flashpoint because the movie is, you know, sort of like I'd imagine the first act of the movie at least is going to be Barry going through how he became the Flash, obviously with his mother dying, his father in prison. I feel like the first act will give us a lot of that, a lot of explanation there. Yeah, how did he Um, become the Flash in this universe? Because in Justice League he just already has his powers before he becomes a a forensic scientist, you know. Mm -hmm. So how did like did he just get struck by lightning while jogging outside or something like that? Like is that just (laughs) like what was the situation? Uh, You know, I feel like we're going to get a very comics accurate sort of maybe not flashback a comics accurate explanation to how Barry became the Flash. Chemicals. Uh, in a f- science room, <laughs> you know, as the light yeah. is I feel like the TV show kind of nailed that, you know, that first oh, season, that whole thing. I, I mean, obviously that the TV show, show... Went, went a little downhill <laughs> later, yeah. but you know, yeah. that first season was still pretty awesome for an origin for him. Um, it nailed all the things it needed to nail. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, this Flash movie, 
It's directed by Andy Muschietti. Um, all I know from him is It, Chapters 1 and 2, which are fine movies. They're pretty good movies. Yes. They're well made. Um, he knows how to handle budgets and stuff. And this movie, Absolutely. as far as I know, the Flash movie hasn't had tons of reshoots. Like, they really shot everything they wanted to shoot. It's not like they had like $150 million worth of reshoots on this movie, you know? Yeah, well, I think um, one thing that I always say to people when we're talking about, like um, on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, um, private message, when we're talking about The Flash, that movie shot for about nearly seven months. Yep. Like that, that was a long shoot. That started, I think, about March um, last year and then wrapped up in October. You know, that was a long shoot. I feel like when people talk about reshoots, etc., I feel like they probably overshot for that movie probably. to give themselves lots of options. Oh, for sure. And I'm thinking, you know, I don't know if you heard what the rumored runtime of the movie that was, but uh, they're saying the Flash movie is going to be over two and a half hours easy, like, and which makes sense because they shot yeah, it has to be so long. You know, yeah. but, but I feel like the what this movie's dealing with, um, the, all the stuff it has to accomplish, all the stuff it yeah. has to do, it's got to be almost mm. three hours, probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do, do you know what? Like, I would normally say to you um, when we're talking about. Um, Movies and three hours long. I, I'm normally I, I don't like the idea of having to sit in a movie all the time for three hours. I don't mind it when it's maybe like the end of a trilogy or it was like Avengers Endgame. I don't mind it then. Obviously, like I feel yeah. like I'm, I'm pure like grumpy here, but especially the way cinemas moved on, obviously post pandemic, people don't want like you know people have got so many options through streaming and Netflix and Disney Plus and HBO Max that they don't. You know, people might not choose to sit in a theater for three hours long. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe I'm wrong, but I just feel like some people might only go once. It might kill the repeat watch factor, etc. Yeah, especially if they don't like the movie. <laughs> especially if there's a bad word of mouth. It's definitely going to kill like any. But, you know, look, you only need to look back to 2016 to BVS. Mm-hmm. No matter what anybody tells you, that movie started off massive. I think yeah. that movie was four hundred five million. Yeah. First 500, weekend? yeah, five, nearly 500 million first weekend. And the drop, he was a 68% drop in the second weekend mm-hmm. just because people didn't, you know, it wasn't a good word of mouth and people didn't go back. Obviously, the movie made money, but the point is, you know, there wasn't that rewatchability, that rewatch factor. Mm-hmm. And I think that played, obviously, and you don't want that to happen here, of course, because you already are handicapped with the fact that the movie will be available at home for free after 45 days. Yeah, because so, Warner Brothers is committed to, like, HBO Max, like, way more so yeah. than making money in theaters. I think they've made that apparent, like, you know, yeah. last year. Well, like, <laughs> but, you know. I think I think that's the, – the, the, if that's how they seem – if that's how they want to move forward and progress, I think HBO – I must say that HBO has fantastic content. I think that on its own, HBO Max, if it was, like, merged completely, I feel like the content they produce – is enough to rival any streaming service, oh, but yeah. obviously they need to kick on. They need to be more, you know, they need to have more options. They need to like start doing a lot more spin-offs and series for the movies and Harry it's, Potter it's will coming. be coming back. Oh yeah, yeah. it's Oops. coming though. Like you know, like you know, well, we'll dedicate a whole episode to Peacemaker, but that show's doing great right yeah. now on HBO Max. It's fantastic, and they got like a bunch of shows lined up for the Batman movie too to spin off from the Batman movie. So I yeah. imagine they're gonna have something for the Flash to spin off from that movie, probably. 
Batgirl. Batgirl was originally supposed to be on HBO Max exclusively, but they moved I that to it, theaters. No, no, no. I, th- I think that still is. I think Blue Beetle was um, moved. Oh, is that the one that got moved? Yeah, uh, it was Blue. It was Blue Beetle. It was Blue Beetle. I would love Batgirl to be moved. I, I need to know, which I'm pretty certain that uh, Batgirl is still only HBO Max. Yeah. It, even well, if it does, see. even if it does get theaters though for forty five days, it's not a long time. That's like six weeks. You know, like um, how long was Batman versus Superman's theatrical run? I think it was like over like 15 weeks or something like that. It was like 14, 15 weeks. I feel like that played right up until Captain America Civil War came out. It played right through. Yeah. um, It was in the theaters for a long time. Um, Mm -hmm. Like every like Ted Pole, like big, like comic book film. These Mm -hmm. 45 days is not a long time. (laughs) But, you know, I still think – in that window they'll make plenty of money but like yeah people we were talking about this earlier but people do really obsess about that billion dollar mark with everything yeah. and i you you know we were saying there's no way the flash i mean it's there's a chance but like it's a it's a chance in hell that it's going to make a billion i, I think you know. the flash like uh, what what i don't like like we, we've discussed before we shouldn't be discussing that type of thing that's just an icing on top of the cake but i think when it comes to the flash just because of the amount of competition in 2022 with all the movies that have been pushed in the last two years. No matter when The Flash opens up, it's either going to open up just before Black Panther 2, which is going to have the buzz. Uh, of course, Chadwick Boseman no longer being there. People wanting to see what happens next. Plus, it's a Marvel movie. Oh, yeah. And even if it was to move Family to Family. after, yeah, if it was to move to after, um, if it was to move to after um, Black Panther, it would have... Avatar is competition within weeks. Oh, yeah. So I, I think that, that you're yeah, coming. I forget Avatar's yeah, coming. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, well, if it comes, if it ever comes, you know, we've been yeah. waiting for that second movie for a long time. But yeah. if, um, no matter what, The Flash is going to have that sort of. So, the, all the, really, The Flash, it, the, the Flash, it will make, as long as it makes money, but the, the point of The Flash is it has to be a good movie. That's oh, yeah. all we need. You know, it's we need a good movie. Um, that's the people, I think. Like we've said, if you're so caught up in the billion dollar conversation that you know we're forgetting that the if the movie's good, that's all that should matter. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, because then they'll be able to build off of it, you know. And it's going to be a movie that will sell forever. You know what I'm saying? Like people will always yeah. be watching it and on streaming or buying the Blu-ray or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but they don't do that with bad movies. Like nobody buys the fucking Josh Whedon version of Justice League. You know what I'm saying? Nobody, <laughs> nobody goes out of their way to go find that. You know. Right. Um, but if it's a good movie, you know, people will watch it forever. Um, Absolutely. So, uh, what about casting and stuff like that? We, okay. uh, should we talk about Ezra? Uh, he yeah. might be the make or break with this movie. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He's, he's got a little bit of a mouth. <laughs> he's done some strange things offset, you know. So, you know, um, I, yeah. I just hope he, he stays quiet because I don't even know how I feel about him as Flash. I feel like the Justice League movie we saw, I didn't get enough with uh, Barry Allen. I mean, Ezra Miller I, as Barry Allen. I feel like uh, Ezra, to me, you know, I've, I remember all the way back from Perks of being a Wallflower. That was the first time I saw Ezra and I thought he was fantastic. Um, obviously, WB doubled down on him. Um, the he is the face of Fantastic Beasts, like um, that franchise. That is a, a franchise that is fraught with all sorts of allegations with Johnny Depp, um, with J.K. Rowling. 
that's a franchise that's in so much trouble with WB. They can't catch a break, WB. Um, But um, obviously, and also he's the face, he is going to be the face of the DCEU going forward. You know, him, um, Jason Momoa and Gal Gadot are going to be, it seems like the the only consistent really here um, with the changing, um, which we'll get to in a moment with the Flash, with the opportunity the Flash is going to create for the studio to change things up. Um, Ezra is going to be, you know, a mainstay for this universe. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, for sure. And if the obviously, if the movie doesn't work out, I think that would be it for Ezra as the Flash. I don't know. He's been, as you said, a bunch of WB franchises. Like he's obviously a guy WB wants to promote a, a lot because he's a really good actor. The first movie I saw him in was uh, We Need to Talk About Kevin. That was the oh, first yeah. one I saw him in. He's scary as fuck in that movie. He's scary in that movie. He's scary in that movie. So, like, him being a doppelganger in this Flash and being, like, the evil version that might turn into reverse Flash, like, I feel like that's going to work. I feel like he can pull that off pretty well. I I, I feel like, you know, they've also... Obviously, we'll get a bit into what we think the movie's going to be about, but I feel like that that concept is fantastic. Mm. I feel like... That is a really clever concept that they really work off of. And I've seen um, it before. Also, I've seen it before, yeah. like Reverse Flash looking like Barry Allen. I've seen this before. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel I feel like as well it helps that it isn't another character in the sense that this movie has so much to introduce that having the variant version of Barry potentially from what we've heard be the villain, it helps streamline it. it you know, although we have to introduce this variant. It's not going to be as much work to introduce this variant as it would be having to introduce um, Matthew McConaughey or something like that as the verse Flash. You know, we would need to give a lot more work to that. So I feel like it's quite a clever way of cutting out the explanation there. Mm-hmm. You know, I, but you know, there's so, I just, there's so much about this movie we really don't know. I mean, it's only like no. <laughs> like we just found out like zod was in it you know what i'm saying like yeah exactly i wonder if they got some big name actor they just kept it secret and like well i, I think i think this movie um i feel i feel i think this movie is going to have like so much stuff we don't know like yeah i feel like this movie is going to have just about every time we've seen in the DCU so far will show up in this movie, I think. I don't know if you believe it, but there was some things going around that they're doing early screenings for um, The Flash. They're doing some test screenings for it right now. Yeah. Um, and yeah. people are saying that like there's a bunch of shit in the movie. Like You have no ideas coming. You know, like, there's, like, yeah. Uh, which is very surprising because like Spider-Man No Way Home, like we knew everything that was in that movie before it came out. Like It all yeah. leaked online and everything. Uh, so I, I wonder if we're gonna get closer to the date, we'll find out everything. But I doubt it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, mean, I think I think maybe as more people see the movie, mm. um, like like I say, what we've heard so far, like it seems definitively from like very good sources, in my opinion. You know, say what you like about Casey Walsh, mm. he's pretty on point. Um, I would say Daniel RPK as well. These people are coming out. Even Grace uh, Randolph, who is a massive Snyder. Brony. Love her, you know, she's oh, yeah. had, she's got a lot of exclusives with Zach. Um, she is coming out and saying, no, this is the vision, this is the way it's going, we have to move on, whether you like it or not. Um, and she's backing up a lot of the claims that came out about what people have saw in this movie. Um, but I feel like what we've heard about this movie is the ending, like we've said, yeah. like we only know how the movie will end. We don't know 
what happens. The first act, second act, or even the third act, we don't know what, who they're fighting. Yeah. We don't know why the Flash has to go and ask for help off the OG Batman, Michael Keaton. We don't know any of this stuff. And by the way, I mean, we're, we're, we might as well get to Michael Keaton right now because I feel like <laughs> that is like the biggest selling factor of the movie. Just to see him in the back costume again is going to be oh. fucking huge. Like it, uh-huh. people that are my age or younger, they probably don't realize how big of a deal it is. But Batman '89 was a huge success. Like if you do, uh, you know, if you, uh, what's it called? It count for inflation or whatever. Like that movie made yeah. over a billion. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I, 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 for me, you know, yeah, I, I still stand by the best comic book movie of all time is The Dark Knight. But if you were to just pick on like Batman, uh, just Batman movies, I'd say it's The Dark Knight, but then Batman 89 second, because Batman 89, people don't actually understand what that movie had to accomplish. Yeah. Um, what it had to, where they had to take the character of Batman from being the campy 60s Adam West. That's all people knew. Mo- That's all the mainstream yeah. knew. They didn't know and about the Dark Knight Returns. You know what I'm saying? And Michael Keaton, he made the Batman, not beyond just I'm Batman, the quote, you know, like he made Batman what he is now. You know, he laid that foundation. Yeah. Super popularized it. Yeah. Ben Affleck is my favorite Batman in the suit because he looks like the comic book version of Batman. Yeah. But Michael Keaton is probably my favorite Batman movie version. I don't know why it's. There's something, you know, him in that latex rubber suit thing. Yeah. I don't know. There's something with his Batmobile and his Gotham. And his Batman that. voice is always like this quiet, like, brooding yeah. voice. It's not like he's not yelling in a gargle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Where are the other drugs going? He's not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like his Batman is the only, you know, Christian Bale's Batman was set in a, a very realistic world. Um, I feel like Robert Pattinson is sort of on a hyper-realistic world where mm. it's something like the Michael Keaton, but it's also very much the Christian Bale. And I feel like that Batman is going to be set in a, you know, it's, it's not really a DCEU world. You know, there can't be, I don't think there would be a Superman or a Wonder Woman in that world. Mm. Whereas Michael Keaton's Batman, you know, he's seen he fights a Catwoman, he fights a Penguin, you know, he fights a Joker, you know, like he he is in, a world that meshes very well with a connected cinematic universe for sure and you know i think they mention like metropolis and those michael keaton batman movies at some point so like yeah. I, I, I could have swore they did um, I, th- I think that's in batman I, i'm pretty sure that's batman in batman forever, forever. Yeah. as batman forever but technically batman forever is like a sequel to returns like it technically I, th- I think it I think this movie in the Flash will make it very clear that it's not. But I think you know it, it was at the time. You know, like it was like yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's the same Commissioner Gordon, same Alfred. So if they just brought back Billy D to be Two Face, I think that would have been like fucking perfect. But do, do you know what? Like I, I was, um, I was thinking that long ago. I was like, if they're going to go through, if they're going to run through, you know, timelines and multiverses, I, I genuinely would not rule out. Barry for a few moments turned into a, a universal Michael Keaton's Batman mm. and Billy Dee's Two Face or Danny DeVito's The Penguin. Oh yeah, I would. I, I genuinely believe this Flash movie is that you know it's 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 going for it's going for that much. You know, we see Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. They are going to Marvel. By the sounds of it, the movie's a bit of a mess. What they're doing is they're just going to start throwing cameos and variants to try and just cover up from a bad script. Yeah. I feel like The Flash is just going to go 
110. It's going to throw in everything you've ever saw in DC movies. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even rule out like bloody Jonah Hex showing up with Josh Brolin or something like that. Which would be fine by me. I don't think that movie's that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I feel like it's all right. Uh, it's that, not even like that's, it's not complete uh, trash. <laughs> I, I genuinely feel like this Flash movie, the sky's the limit. I feel like hmm. DC, um, Warner Brothers know how important this is. And they also know that if you're going to explain a multiverse and variants, etc., like that, you need to have these characters come in so they can go, okay, like this happened in this timeline. And it's, it's an easier way to explain to people than somebody standing and just talking to the camera, you know, which it could easily turn into. Like, I feel like sometimes the CW falls into that trap, but it's like it's too much talking to the camera instead of actually showing. That was the problem with that Aquaman movie. Remember those scenes with Willem Dafoe just talking at the camera on a beach? Yeah. You know, like yeah, that's some that's what we call script problems. You know, saying like they yeah. have to like do a bunch of exposition to explain what's happening. Um, but yeah, hopefully, totally. you know, the Flash script itself went through a bunch of writers. I even went through Grant Morrison at one point. Um, yeah, it ended up with uh, the Birds of Prey writer, uh, Christina Hutchinson. Christina, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking she's just a script doctor on it. I'm thinking she just had a final pass on it. Uh, well, I, feel, I feel like yeah. maybe she's like um, she's becoming some kind of you know like I don't know she's becoming kind of some a major role in the DC films now because obviously she was hands all over Birds of Prey. Mm-hmm. She's got hands all over the um, the Flash, and she's also the Batgirl. So she is kind of like. The person. There's also rumors as well that she's been lined up to write the new Justice League as well, which would make sense in the sense that, well, she's writing the movie that's setting up the next Justice League in the Flash, if we believe the rumors. So it makes sense that she would write the next installment of it, you know? Yeah. And um, I'm just looking at the cast listing for uh, The Flash, and they got Tom Curry, the, the guy uh, who played uh, Aquaman's dad, in this movie. Um, Wilson, yeah. I, I don't know why. Like, why would they <laughs> just have Aquaman's dad in the movie? That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so Aquaman has to show up, right? So maybe Jason Momoa has a sequel cameo as well. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm a hundred percent certain that Jason Momoa was in this movie. Yeah, because why would you just show like his human dad? I, this doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I don't know. WB was shooting a lot of these movies on the same lot. So Aquaman was shooting at the same time. Obviously, Flash was shooting. Um, we had when, uh, when Black Adam was shooting. That movie was shooting at the same time as the second Shazam. That was also sh- they both were shooting. I think around about the same time as the Peacemaker was shooting. So I feel like there's a, there's been a lot of stuff going on that we don't know. I feel like there's a lot of cameos and um, stuff that's been happening. For sure. That we are going to discover, like, Peacemaker, there, there will be a cameo in that uh, season finale. I mean, I'm, that's obviously off the subject, but I feel like it all connects to the Flash in the sense that DC have got their shit together, you know, like, and no matter what anybody tries to tell you, like, is it going to be good? I don't know. Yeah. Like, I can't tell you that, mm. you know, but, but they got what a plan. I will say is, They got a plan yeah, for got... at least the next two years, and they're going to fucking... Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's all we can ask. Yeah, that's all we can ask. You know, that, that what we cried for for the longest time is them to make a plan. Yeah. Um, there's got a clear plan there. There's connections. There's overlaps. Um, like literally, if you look at the upcoming slate, it all connects to something previously, apart from the Batman, which obviously 
not in the DCEU, which is obviously probably really good for that movie. But if you see the upcoming slate from Black Adam, which is a, essentially a spin-off from Shazam, which um, is currently being teased in Peacemaker, which is a spin-off from the Suicide Squad, you know, yeah. you can go on and on, you know, Flash setting up Batgirl, Batgirl setting up Black Canary, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really, really, exciting, really exciting times. It is, 100%. And, um, yeah, man, I'm getting very excited for The Flash when I look <laughs> at it, because... You know, I, when I instantly thought of when they cast Michael Keaton as, you know, in this movie, I'm thinking, like, are they going to do Dark Knight Returns after this movie? Like, if Michael Keaton's mm-hmm. going to be that Batman, and they're just going to adapt that story? Because we all know how Dark Knight Returns ends. It ends with fucking Batman, like, in this new Batcave with all these new recruits rebuilding, like, his Bat family yeah. type thing. And, like, it, well, that's exactly what he's doing after this movie. He's rebuilding yep. the Bat family. He's getting a new Batgirl. And, like, he'll probably get a new Robin. And uh, yep. Dick Grayson could still be dead, technically. You know what I'm saying? Because that mm-hmm. fits within the Dark Knight Returns storyline, too. Um, yeah, I, I think I think what's happened is, and whether people think this is, like, um, like corporate, like, like dirty tactics, I don't know what they think, but mm-hmm. what they've done is they've seen everything that didn't work in the previous, if you want to call it Snyderverse, I, I don't think it really is Snyderverse, but the, the previous movie, so we've seen the dead Robin was Dick Grayson, we've seen the reaction that yeah. caused, obviously it kills off Nightwing, kills off a Red Hood, etc. Um, we see, like, obviously Man of Steel, there was a lot of chaos in that movie towards the end, yeah. we obviously seen Jimmy Olsen being killed off, and there was a lot of things going on in that universe that was upsetting people. But that was because there was a, actually a story to that universe, but it was only a five movie arc and it was done. Mm-hmm. It would have yeah. been rebooted anyway. I feel like the opportunities in the Flash are we can fix the things that people didn't like, but we can also keep the things that worked. Yeah. Um, and people can go like, oh, that doesn't make sense. But you know, if you read Flashpoint and then you read Justice League Origins, which is the book that follows up um, Flashpoint. You know, certain characters know each other. You know, yeah, you know, um, in this new universe, Batman doesn't know Superman and Superman doesn't know Wonder Woman. But, you know, what happened before between Flash and Green Lantern, Hal Jordan, that still existed. They still know each other. So you can have a universe where characters knew each other already, but some didn't know each other. You know, that, that... that happens in comics. It happened in Flashpoint. It's not a a new thing they've created, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, this is obviously Jeff Johns is the blueprint, of course. <laughs> like, you know, also, <laughs> Jeff- it has to be, you know. Like for for me, like um, when it comes to a lot of this stuff, like it's like the Green Lantern show. People go like, "Oh, can we not do?" It? No, you, you go and do Jeff Johns. You you want to do. Jeff Johns, yeah. Green Lantern, Lee Buffs, Nesto Cobalt. If they don't do yeah. that, it's going to be a failure. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know about you, but like, that decade long Green Lantern run of his is like, oh, man. if we, why can't we get any of that? You know what I'm saying? Like, give me something from that. <laughs> you know, like, I, I, do, you, do you know that run? I'd heard so much about it. Yeah. And then I'd read some Guy Gardner, I'd read some um, different. John Stewart, I read some of the stuff, Kyle Rayner, mm-hmm. and I could never get into Green Lantern. I don't know why. Um, and I, I've even read some older stuff. I, I read, um, what do you call it? Um, oh, Emerald Dawn, Emerald Twilight. Uh, em- 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 I yeah, yeah. read that. Um, 
Uh, oh, his name's got in my head. Uh, hour. What's it called again? Something hour. Um, was zero hour? Uh, the zero yeah, hour storyline so where he's in time. Yeah, but I think he becomes part of it. That leads to him yeah. um, taking on. And, uh, that could be a Justice League like movie on its own right there. Fuck yeah. Well, yeah. I was reading that and I went, okay, I kind of like the character of Hal Jordan, but I'm not sure. Then I picked up Rebuff and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Jeff Johns gets this guy like he get he gets this. And I've loved Jeff Johns since I'm way back with JSA. Mm. You know, like and the JSA run is incredible. Like I cannot wait for Black Adam, even you know, because they're going to be introducing the JSA and the potential we've got with that team. But mm-hmm. that's obviously we'll get to that later on. But I think that what were Jeff Johns has to be the blueprint going forward for most things. I'm not saying other comic. Um, writers, um, Scott Snyder, Grant Morrison, they can't have influences, but I think that when it comes to a lot of this stuff, Jeff Johns was the blueprint in the comics and he should remain in the movies because that's what made these characters what they are. Yeah, and I personally love uh, Grant Morrison's Flash run, but that was with Wally West, so I mean, yeah. I, obviously, I feel like Grant Morrison could pull it off <laughs> again with the, uh, you know, something with this uh, Barry Allen Flash, obviously, but... May, may I say... Ben Affleck is my favourite Batman, you know, in the sense, like, I want to see Ben Affleck as Batman, but I also respect that Ben Affleck's made it very clear he's done with the character. Mm-hmm. So I want Ben Affleck to get a fitting end in this movie, whether or not he dies or he just, just, he just, he just remains in the old universe. Like, it doesn't matter, you know, like, we're fighting over nothing here. Like, Ben doesn't want to come back. So I just hope that he gets a fitting ending for his particular Batman, what he deserves. Matt Reeves was talking about the Batman script that Ben Affleck had and how it's going to be an action-packed, you know, Arkham Asylum-type movie, you know, uh, which, you know, yeah. sounds cool. Sounds like the video games. Uh, but I, I like what we're getting with the Batman now. Honestly, I like uh, the direction they're going with Batman now over that because I feel like we've done that over and over, you know. I've, mm-hmm. We've seen Batman beat up everybody in Arkham a few times now, you know. <laughs> it's uh, Yeah. Yeah. But I, th- I think I think that obviously what we're getting now is um, you know giving Matt these the creative freedom, meaning that he can build his own Batman universe. I think that works completely. You know, oh, yeah. with, with allowing what it looks like to be Michael Keaton, you know, which is pretty mad and cool and amazing. But that's like like a, a mad situation. But like take away the fact that Michael Keaton on paper is seventy, you know, yeah, like Michael Keaton's a badass. Like Michael Keaton. Like, if you go and watch Spider-Man Homecoming just a couple of years ago, yeah. like, this he guy... He doesn't look 70. He, <laughs> he doesn't look 70. You know? yeah. There's a film that just came out last year called, um, maybe even this year, called The Prodigy. Um, it's him and Maggie Q. And I watched it, and it's it's weird, because I know Michael Keaton's 70, so when he's getting cast as a sort of boyfriend role, I still find it strange, right? Um, yeah. But but then you're watching Michael Keaton and he's, he's doing these action scenes. Of course, there's stunt doubles, etc. Yeah. Um, and that'll be even easier as Batman oh, because yeah. you won't ever actually have to see him in the suit because it'll be a, a stunt double. But um, And I'm watching Michael Keaton and I'm like, this guy can pull it off. Like, this guy can pull it off. And not to mention that, you know, he, he just won um, an award for Dope Sick, his uh, Hulu series, um, which he's fantastic in. So this is a, an Academy Award winning nominated actor Um He's a nominee, um, Michael Keaton, for uh, Birdman. Um, so this guy, he, this guy's a big name. Oh, yeah. And, you know, having, allowing Ben, like we were saying, allowing Ben to escape the role. Um, clearly Ben's had ups and downs with the Batman role, but giving Ben that opportunity to step away and bringing back the OG Batman, 
Mm-hmm. I think we're winning here, man. I know, and um, I I I do like Batman versus Superman. I think the movie's all right. You know, <laughs> I think the movie's pretty good. There's a lot of good elements to it, but there's there's a lot of bad stuff that is going to get erased after this Flash movie, which I'm mm-hmm. fine with. Like the whole Gotham City mm-hmm. being across the bay from Metropolis, like that might oh. get erased completely, which is great. I never liked yeah. that to begin with. You know, I'll say there's there's some things I hope yeah. do get erased. Um, yeah. because I, I hate the idea that Gotham's just another city, you know, it's just right there. I hate that idea. Um, and Metropolis just looks like Toronto, you know, <laughs> I don't you know, they can get more creative with the cities and stuff. I think that's the, the, the beauty of bringing back Keaton, cause you can do a sort of spin on the Tim Burton Gotham, but you can obviously modernize it. So like yeah. for people complaining that, oh, it's not Tim Burton Gotham, but it's not, it's 30 years later, you know, like. That that Tim Burton Gotham will always remain what it was, mm. but it allows them to sort of play on it. If you've seen obviously the set picks of Batgirl, there's a lot of Tim Burton esque stuff going on there. So I can see, you know, they're sort of getting the best of both worlds there. And it also allows if you know, if it's true that Supergirl Sasha Kai is going to be the new super Kryptonian in the DCEU. Yeah, for the meantime, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for the, for the meantime. Oh, by the way, can, can we just say for the fact, like, Superman will be back, you know, oh, yeah. like, yeah. Uh, I totally Henry expect Cavill to see some kind of, like, Henry Cavill, like, nod, or, like, you know, they show Superman somewhere, like, uh, Grace Randolph was saying they show him on a TV or something like that. I could totally see yeah. that happening in the movie. Oh, I still, I still think that, I still think that in time, I still think Henry could be superman I still think it could happen. I think that, the sounds of it, it leaves the door open yeah. to potentially, whereas, you know, with Ben Affleck, it sounds like it's a complete door shut because Ben Affleck has chosen it to be that way. Ben Affleck was obviously actively involved in uh, writing his scenes. Um, that was the reported Vanity Fair mm. um, a couple of years ago when Ben Affleck was confirmed to return. So Ben Affleck, no matter what happens in this movie, like guys like Ben Affleck greenlit it, he wrote it, he knows how his Batman is going to end up in this movie. You know, it's not like he's this has been forced upon him by the studio. Ben Affleck has voluntarily said, like, okay, I want this to be my last Batman, but I want to go out in style. Did you want me to read the synopsis they have on IMDb about The Flash? I'll go for that. It says, the plot is unknown. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows uh, what the fucking movie's about. <laughs> you, you, you go on Twitter, but everybody wants you to tell you like the whole movie, what yeah. the sequel's going to look like, what the, the what the end game. They kept it be. pretty close to the chest. Like they are, yeah. they aren't sharing shit about this movie. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I it might turn out really good. I don't know. The fact that they haven't done massive reshoots gives me some hope, honestly. Um, they may, they may, they may still, you know, they may, they may do something. Um, uh, yeah, because like like, uh, right before Justice League came out, like I think it was like three or four months before that movie came out, they did massive reshoots, like a hundred million dollars of reshoots with Whedon. So, well, know. I think that those reshoots were like, I think because they were so unplanned. I think yeah. that you had like Ray Fisher on set one day, you had Ben Affleck the next month. Then I think they didn't even shoot Henry's Superman scenes until literally within two or three months of the movie being released. That's oh, why yeah. they had no time to fix his uh, his mustache. Mm-hmm. But um, like. That I don't think that's going to happen here. I think like um, that's the thing to keep an eye out though, because like I remember that happening back in 2017 when we're hearing about those reshoots and how long they were taking. I'm like, oh, this is not good. Like you know, what I'm saying this is yeah. this classic. Like something bad is happening with the movie. Uh, <laughs> uh, but you know, unless we see something like that, I've 
no reason to think this movie's gonna be like god awful. Like, I feel like they wouldn't make the movie for seven months if they didn't have yeah. no idea what they were doing. You know what I'm saying? I don't think I, this is all I can say, and people can call me a shell, but I'm sure I'm gonna get that. But what I will say is, I don't think Ben Affleck, Michael Keaton sign on to this flick. If it's trash, if it's a trash, yeah, I, I, like, there's no way. I don't, I don't, I, I just don't think so. I, I, I don't think some Michael Keaton walked away from a reported twenty five million dollars, you know, thirty years ago mm-hmm. to be in Batman Forever. Michael Keaton is getting a lot of work these days. He's the vulture still over at Sony. Yeah. I don't know how that's going to work, but he's we know he's going to be in Bobius. Um, so he's going to be the vulture over there. He's getting paid over at Disney, you know. Yeah. Um, so like. I don't see why Michael Keaton. I mean, always he's going to appear at least um, the Flash and Batgirl. There's even rumours today. I don't know if you saw it that um, his personal assistant has been um, clipped on IMDb for Aquaman um, yeah. too. So nice. there's potential that Keaton could even appear in Aquaman. Which he's probably going to be a post credit scene. Post credit scene yeah. showing up to Aquaman's, you know, house or something. <laughs> Yeah. It makes sense, you know, they're yeah. saying he's going to be a Nick Fury type role. Yep. I, I, I'm seeing people out there going, that doesn't make sense. But, you know, we are the same, they're, it's Batman. They're, 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 they're probably the same people that were moaning that Batman looked like a punk when he was um, having a, when he was fighting parademons and he looked lost, which is true, which is one of the biggest things about Batman. You know, he, he doesn't really fit in with um, the, the Justice League in terms of being on the field, but where he does fit in is his, his brain, his mind, and having Michael Keaton as the guy in the chair, um, the guy sort of planning things out. That is Batman's role, you know, like in the Justice League. That that that, that should be his role. Like Batman should you shouldn't expect Batman to go totally to with Vaniac. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. and that's why you've got Supergirl, that's why you've got Aquaman, you've got Wonder Woman, that's why you've got the Flash. Um obviously we know Blue Beetles coming as well. Like so you've you've got all this sort of stuff going on. Um but I think the plan going forward with Michael Keaton, um I think it's spawn. I, I, I think, but I think I know we keep running down to Michael Keaton all the time. But I feel like that's one of the the people that will listen to this. You know, will be people who maybe see Michael Keaton's an old man, etc. But I feel like you need to understand the. I can see the. I can see the plan. You know, that's all I can say. I can. I can see where they're coming from. Yeah. And you know, I like the whole multiverse strategy with that they have with the Batman being in its own universe, and then you get the Flash and this DCEU universe, and um, it totally leaves potential to maybe Robert Pattinson takes over Michael Keaton's role one day with some other fucking yep. like you know big crossover event type thing. Um, well, they've teased um, you know. DC fandom last year, um, Jim at the end of DC fandom last year, which everybody seems to have just. I don't know if it's just deliberately ignoring things. I don't know why it was with some People of this forget. fandom, but yeah. <laughs> but at the end of the DC fandom, we've seen the Jim Lee art he was teasing for the weeks building up to DC fandom. Yep. And it was a Crisis and in Infinite Earths mm-hmm. cover, but it was the movie actors. So we had Blue Beetle, Keaton's Batman, we had Batgirl, we had obviously the Shazam, we had the Suicide Squad. Almost te- that was them telling us. Then they bleaked out what Jim Lee says, but it was almost like them telling us Christ. we're going to do a crisis. That's coming. That is coming. That and I feel like that is going to be some kind of end game. I still think we'll get a Justice League movie in the next. But that you know, will three be years. the Justice League movie. Is yeah. Crisis on Infinite Earths and the Flash is essentially the prelude. It's the fucking yeah. 
it's the you know, book you read to get re- yeah. ready for the run, you know? Uh, uh, I, th- I, th- I think we may get a, a Justice League movie in the next, maybe like 2024 time. I feel, I feel like we may get one maybe the end of 2024. I could see us getting a Justice League movie before that, but maybe they might just go to Crisis. They might, they might not. Um, I think it just really depends on how this new universe goes. Um, but they've left themselves options on the table because you could have Robert Pattinson after Matt Reeves has done his trilogy and the spin-offs, you could have Robert Pattinson come over or if you wanted to, if it seems like they're teasing a Robin and Batgirl, so Keaton did have a Robin at some point, so and it sounds like we're going to have a Nightwing movie if you listen to what the scoopers are saying. So I think they could be leaving the door open to Nightwing becoming Batman, mm-hmm. which, you know, that, that they're, they're creating options, which is good, you know, whereas before in the current universe, or you want to call it the old universe, the one we're still living in at the moment um, in the movies, that isn't a lot of options. You know, like, there wasn't a lot of, you know, where the Batman character was with Dick Grayson dead. It yeah. sort of well, it yeah, took away that... Zack Snyder was bottlenecking it, you know, to... Uh... yeah this one storyline that was going to end and probably get reset yeah. with this flash movie anyway. I mean, this we're in the year 2022. Exactly. If everything went according to plan with Zack Snyder, those, you know, justice League movies should have been done by now, you know? Yeah. And they all should have been out. Um, so I feel like, you know, they're kind of just like, you know, skip all that. Let's just go flash reset. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No. That, that, it's weird. This flash movie, I've kind of, I think DC wish that was the movie coming out in March and not the Batman. You know, in a weird way, like I feel like they kind of want that movie now because they just want to like just get it out, just get yeah, it out, get see it what out. the reaction is, the, yeah, and see how just, you, know, the, you could change anything. Because they've, <laughs> they've already the they've already green lit, obviously Batgirl, which comes after the Flash, and all intensive properties, Blue Beetle is going to come after the Flash as well. So I feel like up until that point, this you know like the movies are having to sort of be independent, you know what I mean? Like, you're going to see, like, obviously the Suicide Squad comes out. It is essentially a reboot of the Suicide Squad because it doesn't really have any mentions to the first movie. I it's know, a clever yeah. way of doing it. That's good. Um, it's very clever how James Gunn done it, but, you know, it's kind of, the Suicide Squad always been a thing. Harley Quinn and Boomerang, yeah, they've always been in the Suicide Squad, but there was never a mention to the previous mission. It just, they've always been in it, which yeah. I thought was really clever. Um, and I feel like that's, you know, you could have seen Aquaman, but they have minimum references. Shazam was more of a sort of, you know, it was like, it almost was in its own world to, yeah. to an extent. It's like it's in its own corner of the universe and stuff. It doesn't yeah. really have to interact with Aquaman or something like that, you know? I feel I'll like even... it will, though. I, but I, I, I feel like it, it, you're right, though. Shazam's biggest doesn't... thing is you gotta get Black Adam right, and you gotta have him fight Shazam. Like, that's gotta, you know... If they could just focus on doing that right, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Get that set up good. <laughs> I feel like um, you, know, you already see, you know, where, um, even though David Sandberg, um, the director, um, Shazam is sort of like saying, oh, I don't know what's going on in the other movies. The new Shazam suits are fitting in line with the Black Adam suits. So you're like, yeah, stop lying, David. We they know. know exactly. They are yeah. definitely synchronizing whatever's happening in Black Adam to what's happening in Shazam too. Like, you're going to yeah. watch these movies back to back and – there's probably going to be tons of nods to each one, and there's going to be tons of tie-ins probably. And then it's going to all climax with Shazam 3, you know, Battle of the Gods or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> but I would be curious, you know, if they do do Justice League before that. I don't know if they will. But um, I'd be curious if um, 
this is all tied into the Flash, by the way. But um, like, because the Flash is the key to all of this. Like, we're talking about the Flash, and yep. we don't know what's going to come here and there. But I'd be curious if they decide to. I don't know if they would do this. Maybe they won't. In a future Justice League movie, have Black Adam as a member of the Justice League. That would be wild. I, I mean, I think yeah. with the Superman character missing. I feel like there's an opening for a Superman-esque character. I know Supergirl will be there. And I feel like having Black Adam involved in somehow not only brings in the Dwayne Johnson fans and, you know, that sort of part of it, but also sort of brings in that Superman-y presence. You know, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like the potential with the resetted timeline, anything's possible. They could sort of mix and match teams, you know, it will be almost like the podcast here, you know, it's going to be like Justice League Unlimited, it's going to be you know, it's going to be different it's not going to be necessarily the basic Justice League team you saw the last few years, you know Aquaman, Flash, obviously Cyborg's out, but um, Batman, (laughs) Superman Wonder Woman. um, Which by the way Cyborg was supposed to be in this movie like they were going to build up Cyborg even more before like some actor got fucking self-righteous right, (laughs) like they were going to build this up even more with him Um, I don't even know who the actor is Oh, that guy that was in that movie, yeah. yeah. And I am not. I think um, that's obviously a really sad situation, but well, as and as isn't, you know, um, sad for him. I feel it's like, sad because you know this universe is looking really exciting, and I think that that specific actor, um, obviously, um, could have been part of this, and he really should have been. You know, he could have been one of the faces of the future of the yeah. this DCEU, and unfortunately due to um issues that he's got and um, personal issues it's not it's no longer you know legal issues because that's sort of been done by a formal a former federal um, judge so like that's been dealt with there's no legal matter here it's just a shame that that's not going to be able to happen but i also like the idea of them introducing blue beetle yeah um next year because that essentially is cyborg and <laughs> yeah. to an extent so like we're going to get blue beetle and i kind of would you know, no offense. I, I saw as actually there's Justice League, and I thought they did the cyborg everything you can really do with cyborg yeah. in that movie. He showed his you whole know, like, origin, his whole origin. Yeah, everything. It's actually oh, yeah. Justice League. Everything you know, Silas dad. You know, Silas dying. Like that's all I really care about when it comes to cyborg. You know, <laughs> I don't care about cyborg's villain. Like, what's this fucking villain? Um, good. That's grid. a good. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't give a fuck about that villain. <laughs> I don't yeah, care I, I don't think you know, like. I think Zack Snyder's Justice League did the actually almost did the character dirty in the sense of only in the sense of it did that specific origin in that movie. Whereas that origin, if that was done in a cyborg movie, could have been really compelling. Which, you know, by the um, way, like you know, Justice League changed that completely because they were planning on doing a cyborg film with that origin, yeah, it, with that Silas yeah. dying, and it was going to be its own. Well, film. they left. Yeah. Um, they left. Obviously, his dad there. We've seen the old, at the end of that movie. We've seen the transformation into the more comics accurate suit. Yeah. Um. But so they sort of left the potential there, and actually quite like I don't know. If, um. The, the cyborg character has never really appealed appealed to me. You know, he's always been a Teen Titans guy to me. Yeah. Who they have sort of tried to push into the Justice League once. Yeah. Um, and who was the Martian guy Man. trying to push him into the Justice League? Uh, Jeff Johns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Jesus. You know what? He's racist, uh, though. He's no, oh, no. <laughs> like, you, you know, Je- Jeff Johns, I know he was created by um, Marv Wolfman um, hmm. and George Perez on Teen Titans, but um, Jeff Johns, you know, he made that character what it is. That's just the thing I find mad about the whole, that whole situation, but yeah. Yeah, that's when I, find, I actually found mad when um, the specific actor said that he... Um, he didn't understand why Jeff Johns was having so much opinions because mm-hmm. it's one thing writing the character in comic form, nothing's thing's actor. And they're like, no, I don't think so. I think the character you're portraying is the character that Jeff Johns created, but that's a different situation. Yeah, but that's, yeah. that is, again, that's a, a really sad situation. It's a fallout of the last, you know, two years um, mm-hmm. and the sort of the campaign and the Twitter thing, you know, um, and I don't think, pers- I don't think there's going to be a, a reconciliation there. I don't see a way back at this point. Um, I feel like it's may- just going to lead to a re- recasting if they ever do want to bring Cyborg back. I mean, it's not like it's not like Ray Fisher's the only guy who can play Cyborg. I mean, you could probably get any young black actor, and they could pull it off. Probably, it's not. I think. Yeah. I, I think. The, I, I think it's just me personally, Alex. Like the character of Cyborg does not interest me. You know, like I mean, he is a tool to the Justice League. He he's ha- he's good for the the, the boom tubes. That's he's all. literally he sort just of... the computer for the Justice League. Yeah, I mean, and, I, <laughs> and I think with, with this new universe, with um, Keaton being the sort of Nick Fury type. Yeah, they've already got you know John Economos and uh, Amelia Harcourt. Um, they've got both of them. Um, of course, we have Blue Beetle as well. We've got the sort of computer desk characters. They are bringing back Feora and General Zod for Flash, so it makes me really believe that they are keeping Man of Steel in continuity here. But they might be altering that ending where Zod gets his neck snapped. Like, what if, like, when this, you know, multiverse time convergence goes down in the Flash and things get messed up? What if it like it pops Zod out right before he gets his neck snapped or something like that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think, you know. It's an opportunity for DC to look at every single Twitter complaints in 2013 yeah. through to 2022 and absolutely go back and just wreck on the shit. <laughs> like, like mm-hmm. stop the the moment where Zod smashes through Metropolis and murders everybody in that. Weirdly, I still feel extremely uncomfortable. And, and um, Zack Snyder 9 11 like, yeah. montage. Oh yeah, and honestly, like that whole you know showdown in Man of Steel and the next snap that sets the chain reaction that leads to Batman versus Superman and Zack Snyder's Justice League, right? Like that could be yeah, absolutely right. So if this Flash movie is going to reset things, and that's the moment it has to change for the whole yeah, that that one moment you're you're late, Alex. Like if you change that one moment, if you stop either Zod smashing through Metropolis or you stop Superman killing. Literally, the DCEU changes completely. Yeah. Um, like you can, you can still have Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. They can still exist. Aquaman can still exist. You know, yeah. all this stuff can still exist. Shazam can could still exist. Um, literally, one moment. Like people aren't seeing it that way. Like I'm sure people can sit there and. And that's what Flashpoint's all about, right? It's like this one moment that changed in the past altered everything. You know. Yeah. Uh, butterfly effect type thing so i really feel like if they went that angle and i feel like they have to because Zod's like in the they, I, I feel like they are. <laughs> you know what i'm saying like <laughs> uh, all i could think is like this is all i could think is 
if they are going to retcon, if they're going to retcon Zod, right, and they're going to make him star like, because I believe Michael Shannon's too good an actor not to have in this universe. Okay, I think a DC a DCEU to me shouldn't be characters dead, etc. Like I believe, like characters should, you know, this this connected universe. I want to get to a point where, where the, we're having a Justice League film. The Legion of Doom are showing up, and like Zod's even in the movie. You know, like I want to be able to see like any character, any moment can pop up. You know, like I, that's why I don't like what happened in Man of Steel, and I, I certainly don't like what happened with Doomsday and Batman v Superman. Um, but I think that keeping somehow keeping Michael Shannon alive. Potentially having him in a Supergirl movie, you know, I think that's on the table potentially. Um, I think that that is the way they should go. They should try and keep him around. And like we've actually, I think we've actually nailed something here talking about this. I think that one moment, that 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 one segment, a man of steel, that final twenty minutes of that movie. If you can somehow change that and have Barry help Superman, or even if you don't, if Henry isn't on set. You could have the moment before they decide to attack Metropolis. Mm. Um, Barry fight Fiona and Zod, and and literally change everything in that moment. Yeah, change the whole outcome of Man of Steel stuff. I mean, I feel like uh, that's got to have something to do with it. I don't know why else you would have these. Why you would bring back Zod and Feora? Like, like what's the reason? For, for the extended, uh, for, uh, look, if they're getting named, you know, they like, have lines. If they're getting yeah, named, they're, they have lines yeah, in the movie. Yeah. So it's got to be something more than just like a 30 second scene. Um, Absolutely. I actually think um, The Flash will have about three, three or four post credit scenes. <laughs> I think like yeah. that. I, I think that will have a, a Batgirl set up. I think it will have a Blue Beetle set up. I think it will have a Green Lantern set up. I think that movie will have so much. Um, like setting up at the end, um, that it's going to be it's going to be interesting. You know what I mean? Like to see how they actually pull this off. That's why I don't. That's, that's why I've always said like I'm absolutely ecstatic. I can't wait for the movie, but I don't anticipate the movie getting, you know, like the reviews that Shazam and Wonder Woman, Peacemaker, and the Suicide Squad are getting. That I just I, I think there's just so much to cover, um, and I just I can't see how they can pull it off. But then again, actually. Um, I hear the complaint that oh Marvel are well ahead with their multiverse stories. That actually could work in DC's favour because by the time the Flash comes out, we've seen um, three Spider Men, we've seen Wonder Vision, and we've also seen um, the upcoming Doctor Strange. So we'll understand how the multiverse works and the concept of the multiverse um, and merging realities, as we know. Post Doctor Strange, we're going to have mutants and Deadpool and etc. and the Fantastic Four and the MCU. Yeah. But Doctor Strange will be the key for that. Uh, so I think that if audiences watch Doctor Strange, they'll understand how that merging of universes or multiverse works. Meaning that when the Flash does it, it, it shouldn't be that difficult to understand. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully the crowd will understand what's going on in the <laughs> fucking movie. It just depends the the, certain, the particular people who are watching the movie who who are deliberately going to go in because that is unfortunately going to be a a, a very small element. Let's not be fooled oh, here. Yeah. A very small element of the internet who have made us all believe there's a there's a big element 
um, who are going to go into that movie wanting to hate it, wanting to call it stupid, wanting to call it dumb. Oh, yeah. Same people um, that trashed like James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Yeah, I know those people you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but, the, but uh, uh, like I, I have said, you know, previously in two years, like these people are changing. A lot of these people are starting to come down to this new DC vision or they are out there just kind of stopping. Um, they're trailblazing hate. There still, unfortunately, is a few bad eggs out there um, who are just continuing um, to lie um, with malicious intent. Oh, yeah. misleading people with um, information that, you know, this is going to happen and this person's going to get fired and stuff. Like, make it, let's let's be very clear, the Flash is coming um, this year, hopefully. Um, and when the Flash comes, that will set up this new timeline mm-hmm. and everything that comes after. Although it is the multiverse, I do believe it's going to be the Batman, which is going to be Matt Reeves' baby, and he's going to have complete control over that. But I believe everything else for the most part, will be DCEU. Oh, yeah. It's going to be connected. It's going to, we can see it already um, with Harcourt. She's already been confirmed for Black Adam. So that's, and we've already seen the, the teases for Black Adam and Peacemaker. So we know Peacemaker ties directly into Black Adam. We know that, you know, the Batgirl is a direct sequel to The Flash almost. You know, like, the soak with Michael Keaton. Um, so we know that there's going to be a lot of connections coming up. There's going to be a lot of ties. And that's just the plan going forward. You know, what happens in 2024, 2025? Who knows? You know, who knows? But all, all, I can, all we can say right now is this is the plan. This is what they're going with. And no matter what anybody's telling you online or what anybody's trying to feed you misinformation so you buy their Patreon, um, the fact is, the shit is that, you know, like what happened before is done. You know, this is the plan. And, I'm so excited for it. Yeah, I'm excited for it too. I'm excited to see uh, what they do if they can pull it off, honestly. Because I mean, it, the Flash is a uh, nobody thinks this movie's going to work out, really. Like nobody yeah, thinks so. so. That I think that's good too. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, really good. Yeah. It gives it a chance to blow away people's expectations, which are very low. Um, which is what's all about, right? I mean, people went yeah. into a you know Batman versus Superman thinking it's going to be the greatest movie of all time, right? And, uh, that backfired on a lot of people. <laughs> you know what I'm uh, I, th- I think obviously one day I think we'll probably do a retrospective of that movie and we'll be sitting talk our way through that movie. But mm-hmm. one thing I can say about that movie is like I was an avid defender of that movie for the longest time. You know, like in my man cave, I've got you know statues, I've got Iron Studio statues next to me. What is like um, from Suicide Squad, BDS, and um, Justice League. Um, but mm-hmm. I can tell you. I was defending that movie blindly because I knew in my heart of heart that this movie wasn't good and I knew it wasn't. And uh, obviously now, like I've sort of like I've grown up a bit. It was, was it six years ago, I think. I six years ago now. Time, um, it's, yeah. yeah, so like we've moved on from it, and um, I've started now to like sort of realize that I love the DC characters. I'm no longer just a Batman fan. You know, like I'm no longer just a Superman fan. Like I love these DC characters. That's why. When people talk about there could be a Justice League with Aquaman and Wonder Woman, Flash, Batgirl, Supergirl, Blue Beetle. I'm like, bring it on, you know, like that, that's what I want, you know, like I want to see these characters coexisting in an interconnected universe. I want to see characters that maybe have never been given the spotlight, like given an opportunity to shine. And I think as well, the one of the the biggest things about this Flash movie is 
times have changed in the sense that society is moving on. Um, where DC was at um, in 2016, um, we were just coming off the back of not long before the Dark Knight trilogy, mm-hmm. and we had this belief as a fandom, um, just as an audience, that DC has to be dark. It has to be, yeah. you know, it has to be this dark and sinister way. I feel like now in 2022, we've realised that. Yeah, there's one dark character in DC. Um, yes, stories can be dark, but and they can have sinister undertones, but there's one dark character in DC that I worked for, and that's Batman. Mm. Um, outside of that, you know, if you read DC are way back, and DC comics have been going since the 30s, um, and DC wasn't the dark world for the vast majority of that. You know, if you read a comic for the 70s, 80s, even in the 90s, DC is very light and colourful and... You know, that these the backbone of these characters is a hopeful universe. That's why like Superman's the beacon of hope and Wonder Woman, you know, is truth and justice. Like that's what they, that we need to accept that's what p- these characters are and get away from what was like getting sort of set up in the previous movies, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because uh with Superman especially, I mean I feel like everybody wants to see the evil Superman for some reason. But it bogs down the character because he's not that. Anytime I read him in the books, he's always uh, the more optimistic one out of the whole Justice League. And he's not evil in any way. You know what I'm saying? I feel it's lazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel it's lazy. Like, it's it's like anything you make Superman the evil guy, yeah, it it was okay in Injustice. But it gets to a point where it's like Superman's so powerful. And so instead of being clever and trying to create scenarios where Superman's out his comfort zone, um, and he's like he's been forced to like you, you maybe have a Legion of Doom or a Brainiac, but Superman is really up against it. Um, instead of doing that, they sort of flip it on the team and go, okay, we'll just make Superman the bad guy and then make the Justice League have to fight Superman. And then it's like it's such a lazy way around it. Instead of actually creating scenarios where, like. Superman, it doesn't just need Superman, it needs the whole league, you know, instead of, you know, in Zack Snyder's Justice League and the theatrical got a Justice League, it felt like the Justice League were hitting a brick wall and then Superman comes and basically ends the fight, you know, like, yeah. like it just ends it, like, as if, like, they don't, they, he didn't even need the Justice League to beat Steppenwolf in either cut, um, and I think that's a big difficulty with that character, mm. Um and I think obviously people's instinct is to jump straight to dark side, and I understand that as well. But I think that that's the that is the part of filmmakers. That's why the DC is very filmmaker driven. That's why Walter Hamada and um, his sort of trust in filmmakers is important because he's allowing he's allowing these filmmakers to come in and problem solve and create problems mm-hmm. that ask questions of characters like Superman. Yeah, yeah, and um. Now, yep, looking forward to the Flash. Um, I feel like uh, they have a chance to pull off this universe, but we'll see, man. We'll see what happens. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I think that's going to do it for now, though. Talk about the Flash. Um, unless you got any final words on it. No, um, like obviously this is like so fun, and yeah. we've rumbled on and rumbled on, but and we're going to probably have many, many more talks about the Flash coming up to the end of the year, but. Um, Right now, I'm just really pumped for it. Um, I can't wait. Um, I think this movie has the potential to be, if not, you know, like the most successful, the biggest DC movie to date, in the sense that 
it's not just you know it's not just going to be the Flash and a couple of Batman and um, Supergirl. This movie is probably going to have everybody, every DCEU superhero of sorted date, and it's probably going to introduce multiple new characters um, that we're going to see going forward. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they show some CW characters too. I wouldn't be shocked if, to see that. <laughs> well, we've actually not mentioned it, but um, it's going to be interesting to see how they play out. I thought that the amazing thing about Crisis on Infinite Earths is that obviously Grant gave uh, Ezra his name, The Flash, yeah. which I thought was a really clever way of doing that, obviously. But we suspect that that scene is supposed to take place while Barry is traveling the multiverse. I, th- I think it's going to be interesting to see how they deal with that because I think that scene will still be in the Flash movie. Um, I think they may do it again, maybe get Grant on set, like sort of like do it with better camera and lighting, etc. Okay. Um, but I think that that scene will um, remain, but maybe change the dialogue ever so slightly, mm-hmm. unless obviously they keep in the dialogue. And just have it that um, you know maybe maybe like it goes a trial then a, a timeline jumping trial then and um, in that trial then he, he meets um, Grant and then comes back to Ben and then they do it again and then it's the it's the obviously second time so like when he comes back like obviously Cyborg is still Cyborg you know mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see how they get the play around to that specific scene. They may not mention it, but I think it's too good having Grant Gustin's Flash give the Flash name to Ezra. I think that's really good synergy there, and I think like I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like to lose that moment, you know. Oh yeah, me too. I I I, I want to see that scene where you know he's in Star Labs with Grant Gustin and stuff. I want to see that in the Flash movie. I want to see if they can yeah. recreate that somehow. Uh, Maybe a better version of Star Labs, <laughs> you know. What I'm saying? <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm That's sure we're going to see a much better version. Oh yeah. That's it for now, though. Um, I don't have my expectations through the roof on the Flash. I feel like that's how everybody should go into it. You know, just let's hope it's a good movie. You know, <laughs> that, that's it. <laughs> like, you know, what I'm saying like uh, that's kind of like what my expectations were for Aquaman. I was just hoping like it was just an entertaining movie, and that's what I got type thing. So kind of hoping that with the flash obviously gonna lose my mind when i see keaton but yeah yeah that's it for now that's the first uh volume of uh the dcfu podcast uh next one we're probably gonna talk about batman because that movie's fast approaching so hopefully see you all then that's gonna do it for now bye guys